morning. And welcome to the worship services of the Grace United Methodist Church on this rainy Sunday morning. We're glad you're here. We are continuing to progress through the Advent season. We're sending out a lot of information over email and, and through our webpage. If you're not able to receive those emails and you're either not on the list or have some problems with it, if you let the church office know, if you have an email address, you give us that. We'll make sure we're on, you're on the list. And if you can't receive emails, we'll make sure we get that information to you another way. Again, we are in the middle of the Advent season, and we have a number of things going on in the church. I would refer you to your bulletin. Maybe take your bulletin home and put it up on the refrigerator so you know all the things that are going on. I'm going to bring a few of those out to your attention. If I forget something that's part of a ministry that you're involved with, just let me know. We'll make sure we get it on the webcast. Secret Sister Reveal. If you've participated with the Secret Sister with the Night of Women in Faith, even if you didn't, if you're just a woman in the church and you'd like to see what's going on, they will have their secret sister reveal and soup and swap. Cindy? Okay, to reveal the secret sisters, that's in your bulletin. If you, if you look at that, it's on 1220 at 6 o'clock. Uh, the soup will be provided, and they'd like you to bring a side dish to share with the rest of the group. Again, if you want more information about that, see a member of the United Women of Faith or the bulletin has some details about that. We also, this Wednesday, the 13th, we'll be having our, our Advent Fellowship. We'll have soup and sandwiches provided by the Hospitality Committee, and we will also be doing a number of other things. We have some games that are left over. If you want to bring your children or grandchildren out, we'll, we'll have some activities for them. We'll also be providing the soup, which I understand we will have, make sure I get this, vegetarian, gluten-free, and regular soup. Uh, will be available Wednesday night. If We'd also like you to bring a batch of your favorite cookies and the recipe that you use to cook them, and we'll have a cookie swap and recipe swap uh, that night. That, again, this is Wednesday night. It, lastly, we'd ask you if you have a favorite manger scene that you've had over the years. We'll have a table set up for family manger scenes, and you can bring those, and we'll be able to see the different traditions that we have in the church and let people see what has been important to you as you grew up. If you have any as a child, I think last year we had a Charlie Brown version that maybe Billy brought. If you have a manger scene you'd like to share with the church, we will have a place set up for that as well. The annual Parsonage drop-in will be this coming on the 17th, excuse me. That will be at 3 o'clock at the Parsonage. The pastor and, and Lolly are inviting people to drop in for a uh, again, our parsonage drop in on the, 12, 20, on the 17th. There is more information about that in the bulletin as well. And lastly, I've been asked how, you know, Christmas Eve is actually on Sunday this year. We will be having our regular 10 o'clock service, but it's going to be have a little bit different direction. The pastor is going to give you some more information about that during his remarks. We will have our traditional candlelight and communion serving service at 5 o'clock on Christmas Eve. That's the that's Sunday. Uh, again, making sure that we, we know that we will have a service at 10. We will also have a service, a regular Christmas Eve service at 5 o'clock. Are there any other announcements that need to be, can be made this morning? Yes, sir. Definitely. I Thank you, Marlon. I have a long list here, but I forgot to write that one down. A big, big thank you to everyone who showed up last night for our angel tree party. We had a great time. We had... A number of, of our Angel Tree recipients come, and we had our biggest kid, Marlon McPhail, here with, to make sure that we had the games played. Uh, a big thank you to Marlon for doing all of that work for us. I know you don't consider it work, and we appreciate everything you do with that. 
uh, we had a great time. We had a lot of food left over uh, and pizza and party. It was, it was a great time. So we really appreciate everybody that came out to help with that. And a big thank you to Marlon and Phil for taking care of that for us. Also, a quick thank you to members of the trustees that came yesterday morning and spread out some mulch out in the front yard. So we've got a lot of things going on. If you'd like to participate, just see the pastor. We'll make sure we get you slotted in so where you can help us with our efforts this year. If there are no further announcements, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Let us prepare our hearts, our minds, and our spirits for worship.
The following is taken from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verse 4. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Christ came to bring us salvation and has promised to come again. Let us pray that we may always be ready to welcome him, that the keeping of Advent may open our hearts to God's love, that the light of Christ may penetrate the darkness of sin, that this wreath may constantly remind us to prepare for the coming of Christ, that the Christmas season may fill us with peace and joy as we strive to follow the example of Jesus. Loving God, your church joyfully awaits the coming of its Savior, who enlightens our hearts and dispels the darkness of ignorance and sin. Pour forth your blessings upon us as we light the candles of this wreath. May this light reflect the splendor of Christ, who is Lord forever and ever. Amen. We light this candle as a symbol of Christ the way. May the word sent from God through the prophets lead us to the way of salvation. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Give up your 
We say a special word of welcome and good morning to the children worshiping with us this day. We're glad to have you as a part of our worship here at Grace, either in the building or at home with your families. We're so glad that you are worshiping uh, with us and with God this morning. Today, uh, we're going to continue bringing out a piece of our nativity, a character from our nativity set to add to the altar as we continue on our Advent journey to get ready for the birth of Jesus on Christmas. And so we've got the angel out there, and we remember that we brought the angel out to remind us of the good news that, that God sends to the world, of the ways that the angel carries the news to all of us. And this morning, the next person that I'm bringing out, next character, uh, is Mary. Um, we're bringing Mary out uh, kind of early this year, a little bit different in our order. Uh, but Mary is our next person who comes out because in our scripture, in just a little while, we're going to hear the story of when Mary finds out that she's going to be the mom of Jesus. Uh, we're going to hear that story, and it's the angel that comes to tell Mary about that good news. Uh, and then when Mary hears it, she starts going to tell other people. Uh, and we're going to hear some of the ways that she becomes a messenger of that great good news of Jesus coming. And so I'm going to go ahead and bring Mary over here uh, and add her uh, about right there. Um, as you see, angels moved, so sometimes they move between now and next week. Uh, but um, it just depends on uh, how those things go. Um, but uh, as, we, as we hear the story of Mary, as we think about what it might mean for Mary to come to be Jesus' mom, to receive that news, and then to decide not only that she's ready for that responsibility, but also that she's going to sing that good news out to the world, what it reminds us is that everything that God has done with us, we get to tell other people about. We get to join that story that God is working in our lives with God's good story and tell other people about that great news of Jesus coming into the world of Jesus, being our Savior of Jesus, being the one who has come to dispel the darkness and be the light in the world. And so I want you all to be listening for that as we keep going through our service this day and as we keep going through Advent as we come closer and closer to Christmas and to Christ being born. So let's go to God in prayer. Almighty God, we thank you for sending your son, for choosing Mary, for her willingness to be the mom of the Messiah. We are in awe of her boldness, of her bravery, of her courage. We ask that you would inspire those things in us so that we might connect our story to yours, and sing it to the world. We ask these things in your name. Amen. This morning as we continue in worship, uh, a reminder that if you have prayer concerns you want to share with the church in our worship service or through the prayer concerns list in the bulletin or through our prayer email that goes out on Thursdays, you can email me at pastor at gracecolumbia.org uh, if it comes up during the week or you can call or text me during the week as well. You can catch me on a Sunday morning, but as I'll probably tell you if you catch me on a Sunday morning, either make me write it down immediately or send me some kind of message right after we've talked. Um, because sometimes you tell me something on a Sunday and it's gone by the time I've preached and, and 
greeted at the door um, even sometimes. So I, that's not a, uh, not because I don't want to remember, it's just how my brain works. Um, and I'll fair warning on that. So um, we do want to be in prayer with one another though. And so it is important to me that we're, we're able to, to be in prayer together during the week on Sundays uh, to make sure that we have um, our prayer list up to date with the things that are on our hearts and on our, uh, on our family's hearts on our community's heart uh, so that we can be a praying church together. So um, we hope that, I hope that you will take advantage of, of that if you have prayer concerns that come up so that we can be praying together. And let's go to God in prayer this morning. Lord, we've pulled out the Advent wreath, the Christmas tree, the manger scene. We dusted off the hymns unsung for a year and unearthed the words of your prophets. Yet in your eyes, these efforts are for nothing without the regular, persistent, deep pursuit of justice for all people. Our efforts are hollow without consistent work towards peace, reconciliation, and participation in your mission for creation. In our hearts, we long to be your people, to carry out your mission, to be lights in the darkness, proof that no darkness can overcome your truth. This morning, as we pray and as we lift our concern for the world and for uh, your grace to travel to the ends of the earth. We also remember those in our church, in our families, in our communities that need your presence. And we lift especially this day Steve Webster and for Jody as they grapple with his cancer diagnosis and what next steps to take. We pray for Chuck Sovic as he will get test results this week. For Bernard and Felicia Presley for George and Helena Fox, for Rich, Yvette, and Tom Herring, for Janice O'Kane, for Darlene Simpson, for Wade Thompson, for Jackie Daniel, for Judith Dolce, for Kathy Kane, for Philip and Carolyn Gwynn, for Joyce and Daryl Sweeney, for the Goodrich family, for Faith, for Jane Quinn, for Robert Riger, for Martin Hammond, for Joby Hammond, for Faye Hollingsworth, for Karen Furr, for Joan Smith, for Linda Lee, for all the members of Grace and their families, for all those on our, on our prayer concerns list, for a return to love, equality, acceptance, and justice, and for those prayer concerns that go unspoken on our hearts this day. Lord, awaken us to action, stir us to courage, rouse us to prepare a way in the wilderness for your coming, clearing the brush of oppression, racism, injustice, and hopelessness, so that all may see your light and perceive your coming. We pray this and all our prayers in the name of Christ who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. Amen.
Those who are able, please stand for the reading of the scripture lesson. Morning. Today's scripture is taken from the first book of Luke, verses 26 to 56. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and he said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and, your, and you will name him Jesus, and he will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give 
to him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am an a virgin? And the angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will shadow you, and therefore the child to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God, and now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is a sixth month for her who has said to be barren, for nothing will be, imp not for nothing will be impossible with God. And then Mary said, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. Now in those days, Mary set out and went with haste to Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and, and explained with a loud cry, Blessed are you amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is he who believed that there would be fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the, the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my favor, for he has looked with favor on the lo loneliness of his service. Surely from now on, on all generations will be called, called me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is the name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the power and their thrones, and he's lifted up lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. According to the promise he made to our ancestors and to Abraham and to the descendants forever. And Mary remained with her for about three months and then returned to her home. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. So last week we heard the story of the announcement and conceiving of John the Baptist with Zechariah and Elizabeth, with Zechariah being uh, struck mute for his doubt of the message he received in the Holy of Holies as he was serving as a priest when he heard that he would be a dad uh, late in life. We heard about Elizabeth uh, conceiving then and being joyful after years of feeling the weight of her uh, inability to have a child. We heard about how 
During Advent, these stories remind us to look for the untold stories in our lives, in our communities, and how God is trying to tell untold stories of the gospel even now. Stories of healing, wholeness, and salvation that God worked and is working in our midst. Remember that you can't have stories of healing without sickness. You can't have stories of wholeness without brokenness that comes before. You can't have stories of salvation without sin. Those stories that God is trying to tell are stories that include all of our vulnerabilities, all of our woundedness that we try to keep from people. But God is working even now to tell those stories, to keep them going. And in Advent, we look at those stories and think about how we can tell them, but not just tell our story, those parts that are ours alone. We connect our stories with God's story this time of year. Those untold stories in our lives and communities get woven into God's great narrative of redemption in Scripture. God does that work for us. And when we hear the Scripture proclaimed, and when we study it and read it together, we have a chance to see where our life with God connects with the mission and way of God that we hear in the Bible. The point of identifying and telling the untold stories of our lives is to make that connection through which God's story of salvation in Jesus might shine through what God is doing in us. And this is exactly the shift that the story of the birth of Jesus takes in our passage today, where we hear about Joseph and Mary and Jesus and their interaction with John and Elizabeth. Zechariah is not really so much in it because he's silent in the corner, remember? He can't talk. Um, But we get this turn from God telling an untold story in a way that God always does to the way that that story becomes connected in with the good news of the gospel that is being born into the world. The first thing we hear is that the angel delivers the message of God to Mary. The angel shows up, not in the temple this time, but just to Mary in her room in a courtyard somewhere where they could talk together. And the angel delivers the message of God, the word of God, that Mary would conceive and bear a son named Jesus, who will be holy and will be the Messiah. We hear that's part of this story quite a bit. Sometimes all chopped up and pieced out, we don't hear it in its kind of place in the story the way Luke tells it, but we've heard that part before. 
And her interaction with the angel has some close parallels with Zechariah's from last week, but it differs in some important places. First, she is greeted as the favored one of God. From the very get-go, the angel says, greetings, favored one, which confuses her more than anything else. And whether it was wires crossed or whatever, this leads to the angel circling back to the angel's typical formulation and greeting of, do not be afraid. It's like, well, Mary wasn't really afraid. She was just confused. Like, why am I favored of God? What's going on here? But the angel circles back and says the same thing he said to Zechariah, do not be afraid. And then when she has heard what she is being called to do, to be the mother of the Messiah, her question is not, how will I know this is true? Remember, that was Zechariah's question when he heard he was going to be the father of John the Baptist, the herald of the Messiah. That Zechariah asks, how will I know this is true? Mary asks, how is this going to take place? How's it going to happen? What's next? Not how do I know that what you're telling me is true, but okay, what's next? And then, ironically, I think, Mary is given a sign of the fact that this is true. She doesn't ask for it, but she gets a sign. And the sign that what the angel has told her is true, the sign she didn't ask for, is Elizabeth and John. The very thing Zechariah doubted. And when all of this has been given to Mary, the message, the proof... To all of this, Mary gives a wholehearted yes to God to serve in this most favored way. Let it be with me according to God's will. This yes to God, to being the mother of Christ... Her status as the mother of the Messiah actually earns her a, a particular name in Christian, a title in Christian theology that's taken from the Greek. It's Theotokos, God bearer. She's the one who bears God into the world because of this. Yes, because throughout her call, she didn't ask, is this true or is it real? She just said, yes, what's next? And then, having heard the good news about her cousin Elizabeth from the angel... And wanting to share her own good news, she sets off for a visit... And the angel has said that Elizabeth was six months pregnant. And we should remember, hopefully, 
from last week that at the very end of that passage that we read, verse 25, it told us that Elizabeth was in seclusion for five months after she conceived John. And we hear now that Elizabeth is six months pregnant, meaning her five months of seclusion was over just in time for Mary to go and see her. And when Elizabeth hears Mary's voice, John proclaims the message of God's coming Messiah to Elizabeth. As soon as John jumps in her womb, she knows the truth of Mary's blessed status and says so, conveying the message that God had revealed. It's really kind of amazing, isn't it? Because throughout this, we see that this is God's message, that he's using regular, ordinary people to convey. The angel comes and tells Zechariah that John will be born, the herald of the Messiah, and then John, because of his own big mouth and quick tongue, gets struck mute so that Elizabeth finds out on her own about her pregnancy. And then Mary receives the message of the angel and she's not struck mute because she says a wholehearted yes to God to this crazy call to be a part of what God was doing in the world. But she doesn't get to tell Elizabeth about it. Her voice sparks John, the herald of the Messiah, to convey the message to her in the power of the Holy Spirit. God continues to tell the message through the messengers in ways we wouldn't have anticipated. Without Mary having to utter a word, Elizabeth knows what's going on. And in response, Mary proclaims the message to the world. When Elizabeth pours out what the Holy Spirit has laid on her about who Mary is and who Mary is carrying in her womb, then Mary proclaims the message to the world in the beautiful song that we remember every year in Advent, her Magnificat, her pouring forth of God's great glory. A message that to this point was kept only in her heart and in Zechariah's mute gesturing is now proclaimed to the world. Mary opens up her heart and pours forth a song which lets God magnify the good news through her. Her yes and the power of the Holy Spirit grow this message of Christ coming into the world, of her bearing God into our midst. It grows it to the glory and magnificence it is meant to carry. And so from Elizabeth and Zechariah's untold story and Mary's call comes a message of the good news of the gospel before Jesus is even born. All of these pieces of their stories, Zechariah and Elizabeth not having any children, Mary being unwed and a virgin, of Mary saying yes 
of Zechariah being mute in the midst of the message. All of this part of their story is now connected explicitly by Mary to the proclamation of the prophets, to the the pouring out of God's grace in the Torah. All of it is connected back to what God was doing in the world and what God continues to do to do in the world to provide us with salvation and redemption and grace. All of it is connected back into God's story as it grows and blossoms out of Mary in this song. Their stories become messages of the grace of God and they become messengers, all of them. This part of Luke's gospel, when we take it together for what it is, shows us what we should endeavor to offer the world as well in Advent and all year long. It shows us that what we have to offer the world as disciples, as followers of Jesus, what we have to give to the world, to share from ourselves, is our vulnerable, untold stories in which God's great love and message of salvation pours forth and is magnified through us. What God gives us to share with the world is us. Fully alive in the grace and good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Fully animated by the power of the Holy Spirit at work in us. What God gives us is this story of how God has worked in our life and the story of the gospel through which God's great love and mercy shines. The story of Zechariah and Elizabeth and John and Mary and Joseph and Jesus is big and grand as Christ breaks into the world for the first time, but God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, works that same miracle in us every time God offers us God's grace and God's salvation, creating in us a new image of Christ to be carried into the world so that we can also be in some small way God-bearers so that others might see in us God's image restored and know that it is possible for them to have that image restored in them as well. To carry that good news with us everywhere we go. Not hiding all of our brokenness and untold stories, but laying them out in front of us and in front of others so that they have a chance to connect with God because and through us. This is how we get ready for Christ to come into the world. Not by all the decorations and all the shopping and all the polish and pretty. That helps. 
but it helps insofar as it reminds us of God's perfection in the midst of our brokenness. And so far as it reminds us of the glory of God that pours forth out of our untold stories. Our job, our Advent charge is to become messengers of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen. I invite you to stand and join with me as we affirm our faith using the Apostles' Creed. It's number 881 in the hymnal. It'll be on the screen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence you shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
This morning, as we prepare to give back to God of all that God has so graciously given to us, a reminder of our giving options at Grace. You can give online at gracecolumbia.org. The giving link is on the homepage, and once you're at the giving page, you can set up an account if you don't already have one, or you can give as a guest. You can make a one-time gift either of those ways, but as an account holder, you can set up a recurring gift to any of the mission or ministry funds that are on that giving page, Um, and you can set your schedule. You can set uh, how long you want that schedule to last and make sure that you're giving in the way that you want to uh, to our ministry and mission um, here at Grace. So uh, we encourage you to use that. If it helps you, there is a giving app as well, uh, and so you're encouraged to download the app if that helps you to give. Um, and there's instructions for that in our Wednesday email, but also on the website uh, that'll help you to get set up on the app. You can also give um, if you uh, brought your offering with you this morning by placing your offering in the offering plate as you depart from worship. If you didn't have a chance to place it in the offering plate as you arrived, um, you can mail your offering to the church at 410 Harbison Boulevard, Columbia, South Carolina, 29212. Um, you can drop it off uh, using the church uh, mailbox outside, but we did have a break in in the mailbox. So if you plan to mail an offering to the church or to drop it off in the mailbox outside, please just try to give us a heads up. Um, that way we can be sure that we're. Uh, we are checking the mailbox um, every chance we get, uh, but you know, if you, especially if it's after hours, please let us know so that we can uh, be sure that we retrieve that as quickly as we can. Um, as Sam mentioned, on Christmas Eve, we're going to have morning worship, 10 a.m. Uh, morning worship. We're going to do something a little different because we don't always get to have Christmas Eve morning worship. It's not always on a Sunday. Christmas Eve's not always on a Sunday. Um, so on Christmas Eve, we're going to have uh, a carol sing. We're going to sing our favorite Christmas carols, as many of them as we can pack into the service. Um, uh, we'll hear the, more of the story uh, of the coming of Christ into the world, the Christmas story. Um, not all the way up to the birth of Christ uh, in, in Luke, because that'll be for the evening. Um, we got to leave something for the evening. Um, and uh, we'll, so we'll hear that during Christmas Eve uh, worship at five. But we'll, we'll hear some scripture. Um, we'll read, uh, re- read that scripture together and um, sing our favorite Christmas carols. And then we're going to um, have an opportunity to do a missional activity together. We're going to put together um, some, some care packs for our neighbors in need around us at Harbison and as well as downtown, some of our homeless neighbors uh, around us. And so we're going to um, have that opportunity to do that in worship, um, which will be a little bit different uh, than 
I don't know, um, anything we've done before since I've been here at least. So um, I hope it'll be fun. I hope that you'll plan to join us on Christmas Eve morning at 10 a.m. for that great service. It'll be a laid back service just like Christmas Day worship was last year. So if you want to wear your pajamas, go ahead. Uh, Funny Ugly Christmas sweaters, um, you know, Santa hats, reindeer antlers, all the stuff. You can, any of those things you're uh, encouraged to do on Christmas Eve morning as we, uh, as we come together to have some fun and to um, be about God's mission and ministry in our community and in our midst on that day. So um, we look forward to that and look forward to having some fun that way together uh, on Christmas Eve morning. And just to um, reiterate, since it's the first time it's been in the, in the bulletin, as Sam mentioned, we are going to do the Christmas drop-in at the Parsonage on the 17th, next Sunday, from 3 to 5 p.m. Uh, we'll have some light refreshments there. We hope that you'll join us. The address is printed there um, in the bulletin. And so uh, if you'd like to come and just have some time to fellowship and visit, we've got a lot of fellowship opportunities in the Advent season. Um, but if you'd like to uh, move the location from here to there, um, we'd love to have you at the, at the Parsonage for that drop-in on the 17th afternoon. Um, let's go to God in prayer. Almighty God, we enter this season from a chaotic world filled with violence, division, and injustice. We hear your prophet Isaiah promising comfort, then John the Baptist calling us to construction projects. We're reminded we are called to prepare the way to be the designers of peace, the builders of justice, the producers of kindness. As we bring our tithes and offerings to you, we pray that our giving continues to point to the Christ who comes in love and compassion. May our giving in this season reflect our hope for the promised kingdom to reign in our world. We pray this in the name of the Messiah, Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Savior of the Nations Come. I would like to invite you to listen as uh, VOA plays through the entire hymn tune. On the first stanza, the choir will sing that, and then we ask you to join us on the remaining stanza.
Our mission at Grace is to know Jesus and to make him known to others. Go out into the world ready to be messengers, the good news of the grace of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, who is even now being born into the world, breaking in to offer God's love and mercy to all. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.